copy that. Anyway, welcome to church, as Phil has already said. And my name's Lauren. I'm one of the pastors here at our church. And uh, one of the areas I get to oversee as part of my role here is our global impact. And uh, it's an evolving space and it's a really exciting space. And this morning I get the privilege of speaking into that and, uh, and then... We've got one of our partners here um, from Compassion. We partner with Compassion and Rodney Olson has come this morning and a bit later in my message, he's going to come up and share the stage with me and I'm going to take some time to interview him and just really unpack some of our partnership with Compassion. So we're in for a really exciting time this morning and uh, I feel like on the back of that kind of worship, our hearts are just ready, right? Ready just to hear from God and hear what he's got to say to you. And so I'm really mindful of that this morning. So I'm going to start and I'm going to pray because I'd love us just to really receive from God what he has for us this morning. So join with me as I pray. Father, I thank you that you are here with us. Lord, I thank you for your tangible presence which you, um, you just flow amongst us. And Father, this morning now as we come together and to hear your word and to be challenged and inspired in our walk with you. Father, I pray that our hearts would be open to receive from you. Lord, I pray that our ears would be open to hear from you. Father, open our eyes that we would see you at work also. So Lord, we come before you this morning afresh, anew, and ask you to do a new work in us, Father God, a new work in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now you would have heard over the last, uh, well, maybe a month or so ago now, Dean got up and spoke through an Imagine series. Now, I don't know about you, but that was just such a great series of just being able to focus in on what it might be that God's calling us to in the next 10 years. And, you know, what he spoke about there were there were these two kind of sides of the coin, if you like, an idea that over the next 10 years as a church that we'd be a, a centre for renewal and that we would be passionately pursuing the presence of God. And when I think about this idea of being a centre for renewal, that's where our global impact fits in to that next 10 years of where we're going. You know, if you think of the idea of renewal, it's to make new again. It's to bring back what was. You know, you could think of words like restore, replenish, renew. So what's that mean for us as we look beyond our local context? You know, we really believe that God invites us to join him in his renewal work around the globe. Really important for us to make note, though, that he invites us to join him in his renewal work. You know, Jesus paints a picture of this renewal in Luke chapter 4. And I just want to read that to you this morning. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus stands up in the synagogue and he, uh, he reads out of a verse in Isaiah. And it's referenced again in Luke chapter 4. And it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives, sorry, freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. What we have here is a picture of renewal, a picture of good news to the poor, people who are blind being able to see, people who are oppressed being able to find freedom. You know, the answer, well, often we oversimplify our approach to, to, to poverty or our approach to renewal because we think we hold all the answers. We wrongly believe that because we have more stuff, we must know more. And it's just not the case. We might know more about where we are, but we don't know an awful lot about other countries necessarily. So it's really important as we enter this space of renewal that we be willing to accept that actually perhaps there might be renewal that needs to begin in me, that needs to begin in us. You know, when we think about renewal or making right, restoring, there's four areas that we all need renewal in. 
We need renewal in our relationship with God. We need renewal in our relationship with ourselves. We need renewal in our relationship with others. And we also need renewal in our relationship with creation. All those different aspects of renewal are required if we're going to really see a work of God take place. And as we think about it being a part of what God is doing in a global scale, then we want to see those aspects of renewal begin to be at work in our community too. What we do beyond our shores, we want to see as a mirror, a reflection, if you like, of what God begins here in us. How we deal with our brothers and sisters internationally shouldn't be any different than how we want to deal with our local community. Our hope is that each partnership we make through Global Impact fosters renewal in all of these areas. That in any community that we're a part of, where True North might partner with an organisation, that there would be an, a sense that people's relationship with God is restored. That their relationship, their view of themselves is restored that their relationships with others are restored and that their relationship with creation, their ability to, to, to toil the, to the land and actually um, make produce from what God has made them would be restored as well. And all those four little things, as you pull together, it's amazing a holistic picture that they give. And, you know, one of the uh, partners we have is with Compassion. Compassion are an organisation that are worldwide and uh, we've got some particular partnerships that we want to focus on and look into this morning. And uh, before we do that though, I'm going to ask you to turn your attention to the screen and watch a little video and then I'm going to invite Rodney to come to the, to the stage and we're going to share a little interview. So watch the screens. Poverty is complex and widespread. It devastates communities, families and those most vulnerable, children. But in the midst of great poverty, God provides the local church. A church is a family, a community, reaching out to their neighbours, to children. God brings his hope and love to people of all nations through his church. But to reach out to children and families living in poverty, a church sometimes needs a partner. That's where Compassion comes in. Compassion works in partnership with local churches in more than 26 developing countries around the globe. Our goal is to see children released from poverty in Jesus' name through the love and practical support of their local church. Compassion is Christ-centred, child-focused and church-based. We believe that addressing poverty in all its complexity and difficulty means showing children and their mums and dads that God loves them and sent Jesus for them. We believe through the gospel message and the love of Jesus, children can be truly released from the four forms of poverty, spiritual, socio-emotional, physical and economic. With the commitment of the local church and the power of God, our strategic programs have seen more than a million children released from poverty since 1952. All around the world, local people, highly trained, dedicated staff, local experts like doctors and teachers, passionate volunteers from the local church are building relationships with children, encouraging them, improving their access to medical care, clean water, nutritional support and an education at a local school, showing them a different path, a path that will lead them out of poverty and into a new hope. From the womb to the workforce, compassion helps in the long-term development of children. Because focusing on children is a powerful and effective way to spread wider change through families and communities. So how does it work? The Child Sponsorship Program is the core of Compassion's ministry. It connects one sponsor with one child living in poverty, providing healthcare and education as well as encouragement and prayer. 
Critical Needs builds upon the foundation of the Child Sponsorship Program by providing additional support for things like clean water, emergency care, disaster relief, pre and postnatal care and vocational training. Together these programs help around 7,000 local churches meet the needs of children in their communities. From Bangladesh to Burkina Faso, from Ethiopia to El Salvador, local people are creating local solutions to the problem of poverty. And in all of those communities and churches, one thing stays the same. Our partnerships are built on integrity, trust and accountability. So who is Compassion? Together we're 1.7 million children, babies, mums and students, and a million more graduates. We're hundreds of thousands of supporters and sponsors. We're passionate child advocates. We're mums and dads, we're businesses, we're community groups and churches. We're a community, a family that stretches across continents. We're united in heart, one in spirit, convinced that Christ and His church all over the world can work mighty wonders in the face of extreme poverty. We are Compassion, and we're releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Well, I hope you found that interesting, just to see the overall uh, kind of work that Compassion's doing. Welcome, Rodney. Grab a seat. Yeah, you can welcome Rodney. Thank you. Rodney, let me start by just asking you about your own involvement in Compassion. Um, how long have you been involved with Compassion and what drew you to be a part of their work? I guess that's two parts. Uh, one is the, the time that I've been working for Compassion and that's since November 2013. Yep. But before that I had involvement in that uh, in 2008 I was invited to go and see the work of Compassion in Haiti and Dominican Republic. And I thought, yeah, I'm up for that. Bit of an adventure. I didn't know a lot about compassion, but I, I had a heart for seeing people released from poverty. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, but I guess what I saw in 2008 really grabbed my heart. And uh, God had been calling me from that point until November 2013 when I um, got the, the job at Compassion and started working full time doing that. Yep. And uh, what does your role hold now? What, is it, what does your time mainly get spent doing? Oh, gee, there's, there's no such thing as a, a normal week, I can assure you of that. Um, my role is uh, interacting with, with pastors, speaking at churches, uh, talking to our supporters, um, working with our uh, volunteer advocates. Uh, sometimes it's taking church groups or, or supporter groups to, to the field to see our work. Uh, so there's a whole range of things that, that make, make my job what it is. Yeah, great. Well, it's great. Thank you so much for joining us today to kind of help us understand more about Compassion and our partnership. Um, in the last few years, as a church, we've been sponsoring a child survival program. I think it's called Mums and Babies now. Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, in Malay in Indonesia. Can you just um, explain to us what happens in a Mums and Babies kind of project? Um, well, way too much cuteness for... Uh you know, to, to, to cope with. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I guess the, the reason that the Mums and Babies programs or child survival programs started is that quite some years back, uh, it was recognised that, that we were uh, registering children for sponsorship at about the age of four or five, yeah. um, but that the most dangerous time for children is before that and even in the womb. And so we started these child survival programs that are attached to, to churches as are all our programs. Yeah. And so that, that mums who, from the time they find out they're pregnant, can actually register so they can have a good pregnancy, yeah. uh, a good birth, uh, and then in those early months and, and early years have the, the health care that they need, have the spiritual care that they need. And so it, it's really an opportunity to, to build into the lives of mums and babies and, and, of course, their families 
and the wider community. Yeah. So. It's my understanding that the mums um, that are a part of this group, um, they're not necessarily really even aware of compassion, are they? Like it's the local church is the, the gateway in for them, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons that, that I love working for compassion is that when I go to field countries, and, and I've been to uh, seven now of, yeah. of the 26 countries in which we're working, and we don't see big signs saying compassion. We're not there to lift up the name of compassion. We're there to lift up the name of Jesus. Uh, so they, they would be aware of the name, but yep. you know, outside the church, it's just the church name, and, and that's a witness to the wider community that says that it's the local church that is, is loving and caring for the children and for the mums. Uh, and I reckon that's a, a fantastic witness because the churches that we partner with are generally, they're working to minister into the local area in more ways than just compassion. Yeah, of course. Uh, it'll generally be a church that already has a heart to see people saved, uh, to see people helped out of poverty mm -hmm. that we partnership. And so uh, they're looking for ways to, to engage the community and to do their work. So that's what I love about local churches like True North saying we want to partner with churches in the field because it's, it's a church here. Yeah. You mentioned before we think we've got a lot of stuff so we know the answers that's not true but we do have a lot of stuff mm -hmm. they have the answers so put them together yeah. and uh, we start to see changes happen and and people come to know Jesus and people's lives turned around yeah and so in Malang for instance where we have the um, mums and babies project that we support um, pastor Furman Wagu is the the gentleman that heads that church would he have identified a need in his community um, around this kind of antenatal care and approach compassion is that how the partnership develops at that end it will develop in different ways. Um, sometimes a, a church will, because we only have child survival programs or, or the mums and babies yep. programs where we already have uh, the, the child sponsorship program. Okay. Uh, but they will recognise that there is a need yeah. once they have that program running uh, and they'll say we, we need to be able to introduce this so they'll either uh, approach Compassion or, or the uh, partnership facilitator in that country will say, you know what, you've got a lot of mums with young babies in this area, we need to, to be setting this up. And so they'll see that there's a need there yeah. uh, and they'll be able to, so whichever way it comes from sure. Compassion or from the local church, yeah. they'll be able to build something into that, that community. Great. And what kind of things are the mums and babies involved in? What's their commitment? Such a range of things. I know specifically for, for the project that you guys yep. are supporting, some great things happening there. There's about 35 mums and, and, and babies in, in there. Um, and they're doing some um, activities that are going to help them to, to raise income. Yep. Uh, they're also being supported through whatever they're, they're going through. Uh, I know that within the last six months or so, one of the mum's yep. babies passed away, and so the church was able to get around her and provide the sort of support that otherwise she might not have. Yep. Um, but they're, they're always providing that support, so it's in practical things like helping the mums to learn how to breastfeed well. It's uh, in providing good nutritional information, but also that spiritual side of being able to introduce those mums and their families to Jesus. Yeah. So it's almost like the child health nurse that we have access to here as part of our kind of, uh, you know, our, our kind of care. Is it, kind of, is it that kind of role? Because I think the mums and babies, they get like a six monthly checkup, don't they, as well? Like there's medical side to it as well? Well, they'll generally be involved, uh, so, so they'll have contact with, with the local church on a regular basis, so, yep. so weekly they'll have that, that, um, uh, that care, and a lot of the time it'll be through home visits, okay. um, so whilst with the, the child's sponsorship, a lot of the time the, the kids are coming into the project and they're getting the, the lessons and they're getting the help that they, they need there and, and the, the good food and all the rest of it there, 
Uh, it's a little bit different with, with mums and babies, so yeah. they will come and visit the project and get together uh, as, as a mums group yeah. uh, each week, but also there are home visits to make sure that they're providing good home uh, good home care for their, their families. So, and again, it, it's not um, those of us from, you know, another nation coming in and saying this is how you should look after babies, but it's, it's those people from the local church uh, who have good practice and, and are able to impart that to, to the mums that they're working with. And so who are the volunteers then that are a part of that program? Where do they source their volunteers from? Generally from the local church. So it's people that are involved in the local church. And again, it's one of the things I love about Compassion is, is a local Compassion Centre will have a number of employees, uh, but it'll only be at like a handful and the yeah. rest are volunteers, which I guess for those of us who want to be good stewards of our money, uh, that's, that's a great thing for us because we know that the dollar is actually maximised there because a lot of volunteers get involved as well. So yes, there will be someone employed to, to run the child survival program there, but there will also be some, some volunteers that will, will help out there and, and help with those home visits. And do you know much at all about the context of Malang in, in Indonesia where our particular project is? Um, do you know much of the kind of the demographic, I suppose, or the area that the church finds itself in? It's not one of the areas that I've visited, mm -hmm. so I, I can't speak from, from first-hand knowledge. Yep. Uh, but I, I do know that you know there, there are the sorts of needs that you'll find in so many places where uh, there are families that are in extreme poverty. And, and of course, we only work in areas of, of poverty and extreme poverty. And then those that are selected to, to join the program are those who are the poorest of the poor in that area. So the people that True North is helping through supporting the child survival program there yeah. are the poorest of the poor in that particular area of Indonesia. Yeah. So they're people that wouldn't necessarily be getting help in any other way. Is that what you're saying? I, I guess the way that Compassion works is to look for what other help there is available. Right. So sometimes there, there may be some small government help, but it's not enough. Yeah, sure. So we will step in. So we're not just coming in and saying, well, we know the best way, but saying, look, you're getting a little bit of help from here, a little bit of help from this community here, but it's, it's not anywhere near enough. I'll, I'll give you an example of yep. uh, a, uh, a woman that I met in Indonesia, a different part of Indonesia, a couple of years back, who um, she was part of the, the child survival program and, uh, you know, poverty is messy and, and her life was messy because mm. she was a single mum. She was a single mum because her employer had raped her and then denied all knowledge. So she was on her own. Her parents had passed away. So there she was, single mum with a baby. Uh, now, she was earning a living, in rough terms, we would call it a living, mm. but it's not really, because yeah. she was making false eyelashes. Right. And by doing that, because it's intricate work, she was making about five or six sets of false eyelashes a day, yeah. and that meant she was making 30 cents a day. Wow. That's all she was making. You cannot survive, no. let alone support a baby. And on top of that, at one stage, that baby got... Uh, a case of diarrhoea. Now here it's an inconvenience. Yep. There it's a life or death matter. Yeah. And so what she did was she rang the, the uh, person who was in charge of the, the child survival program just in, in a flat panic saying, my, my baby's going to die. They were able to take the baby to the hospital, yep. get, get the baby free healthcare yep. uh, through compassion, uh, and that baby was well again. Now the thing that blows me away about that is she was part of a, a network of mums and mm -hmm. babies at the Child Survival Program who all would have been on about the same income, yep. about 30 cents a day, yep. scratching to make ends meet. But the next time she went back to the Child Survival Program, the mums there said, our sister is in trouble, we need to help. So they gave some of their own money. Right. So what's actually happening throughout Compassion 
projects yeah. is we're not just teaching people to take. We'll give you stuff, you take it, you're a receiver. But actually, there's a need to help the other person. Mm. And so even though these mums had very little, they said, we know the principle that we, we don't stop and think, can I afford to help? They just say there is a need, mm. we're going to help. Mm. And, and that just blew me away. Yeah. And it's that idea of community, obviously, they're experiencing as well as they come together as mums, sharing experiences um, and being able to experience that firsthand. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just to see them... Um, and, and this particular mum as well, I should say, came from uh, a Muslim background. And we said to her, but what, are, you know, because we're unashamedly Christian and, yep. and working through the local church, and we said, what do you think of Jesus now? And she says, I feel I'm called. Yeah. So she was on a journey to faith, yeah. Evan, at that point. Yeah. And I know even in... Um the, the church in, in, in Malang, that we, the project we sponsor, um, I read that they recently were able through a, um, a ch I've, sorry, I've forgotten the actual name, but they were able to, to build a building that is, they're going to use as a training centre for the mums so that the mums can actually come and learn some skills. Um, I read that actually one of the mums has been taught in, um, in beauty, uh, like beauty yes. therapy, <laughs> and she's actually started a little um, beauty salon in her street, um, kind of uh, treating, you know, um, opened up to the ladies, and I just thought that was lovely. So Yeah, so a number of the mums there have been taught uh, there, all, all the, the, the details about, you know, beauty therapy and all the rest of it, and so she's gone one step further yeah. and been able to open that, and, and so that's going to provide an income for her family. Yeah, that's great. Well, Rodney, that's obviously something we do large as a church. Um, how, how can we support um, just other work that Compassion do? Is there other things that we can be involved in? The thing I love about Compassion as well is, is that it gives every everyone an opportunity to actually speak into the life of a child. Yeah. Um, so when, when people actually sponsor a child, uh, they have the opportunity to, to write to that child, to, to let them know that someone is praying for them, mm. someone loves them, someone cares for them. We want each child to understand that they are known, loved and protected. Mm. Because as that video pointed out, poverty is, is not just a lack of stuff, it's no. actually something that speaks deep into a child. Yeah. It actually speaks into their life and says, look around you, everything around you is broken, everything yeah. around you is rubbish, and you're rubbish as well. Yeah, that's right. Now, we can't stand back as, as Christians and, and see that happen, for mm. children to understand, I'm worthless. Yeah. We want to be able to say, no, you are worth something, you're worth something to us, you're worth yeah. something to Jesus. And so, by sponsoring a child, never, never, ever believe it's just that financial contribution people have said to me over over years oh look it's it's just that 48 dollars a month that comes out of my uh pay i don't even notice it and i say we'll start to notice yeah, it that's right the financial commitment you may not notice once you set it up but yeah. notice the child write to them be involved in their life because you would be amazed at what mm. a few words can do to turn around the life of a child and to introduce them to jesus mm. Last year, Rodney and I went over to Indonesia together to um, visit some Compassion Projects. And one of the things that struck me most was we kept meeting these adult volunteers who had previously been sponsored children themselves. And uh, the thing they all kept saying over and over again was just how important those letters were to them. And uh, it was really humbling for me who had, if I'm honest, been a very bad letter writer up until that point. Um, so it certainly put a bit of a fire in my belly. Um, and I noticed too, you can even jump online now and literally send a, uh, a letter via your account online. So I found that very easy, just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, so just the impact of that, I will never forget, just mm. the reality of those words of life being spoken over them. There was one gentleman, I've forgotten his name, he was crying as he was sharing how impacting it was that his family that sponsored him were telling him how much they valued him and loved him and that God had a future for him because he didn't feel that. 
He wasn't hearing those words anywhere else. And he became a Christian through those letters. It was absolutely mind-blowing. So please take that on board if that's if you already have a sponsor child. Just uh, don't feel guilty. The past is gone. Just go home and start fresh and uh, write that letter. Now, Rodney, how best can we pray for compassion as well? What are the areas in particular that we can um, use prayer as well? Yeah, I, I guess the, the areas for prayer, there are some countries where it is, uh, you know, at times difficult to work or even specific areas within countries. And so we want to pray for an absolute freedom to, yeah. to be able to work in those countries, to be open about what we're, we're about and to be able to, uh, to see people come to the Lord. Uh, always, you know... As you know, there, there are so many children who are living in extreme poverty around the world. So it, it's, it's praying that we will be able to, to find more and more sponsors to, to yep. be able to uh, sponsor those children. Yep. Uh, praying for the salvation of, of kids. I, I love the fact that um, around 400 children in Compassion Projects will come to know the Lord today. Yeah, right. Around 400 children will accept Jesus Christ. And that's not because it's Sunday, but because it's any other day. That'll yeah. happen tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So around 400 children will accept Jesus Christ as Lord every day yeah, right. uh, in Compassion Projects. So we need to pray yeah. for the local churches that as we resource them, yeah. that they're able to follow God's call for their church to actually reach out and uh, and introduce people to Jesus. Mm, yeah, that's great. Well, can we put our hands together and thank Rodney for coming and sharing today? Thanks, Rodney. And obviously, as we go from here, um, compassion is one of the areas, that one of the partnerships that we have. And we just wanted to take the time today to focus on it, to help you understand more of the work of compassion, um, highlight some of the, uh, the the project work that we are involved in in Malang. And uh, obviously, that space will continue to grow. And uh, moving from here, sometimes a challenge can be to know what to do next. You know, your heart can feel in, in, enlarged and you, you know, it, it, you resonate with wanting to do something. So I thought, let me just give you kind of three things you could possibly do from here so that you can feel empowered to engage in this space, not feel uh, kind of disheartened by your lack of ability to, to help. The first thing is never underestimate your the power of awareness. So often as we go about our daily life and in our busy life and uh, doing our tasks and daily tasks, we can often not lend too much of a thought to people around the world. So can I just encourage you, for some of you today, your next step might actually be just committing to be aware of what's going on around the globe. Committing to being aware of perhaps even Indonesia, knowing that we have a, a, a project as a church that we sponsor there. Keeping your ear and eye out for what's actually going on in Indonesia. Um, and not just letting media be that, because sometimes it's actually not as helpful as we would think. But just to be aware. And maybe it's even to be aware of your own brokenness. You know, we talked about that idea, the, the, the kind of different dimensions of, uh, of renewal. Perhaps there's some of those areas in you that you need to explore. So for some of you today, your step from here might be awareness. For others, it might be prayer. You know, you love coming before the Lord in prayer. And uh, Rodney shared some of the prayer points for compassion. But be praying for our project in Malang. Um, as I say, Pastor Furman Wayu is the, is, is the pastor of that, of that church. And uh, they send us reports each year so we can have an, an idea of what's going on there. But pray for him. Pray for the church and for their volunteers and for the leaders. And, and pray for those mums and babies. You know, some of those babies will go on to be, to be um, child children who are sponsored. Um, and pray that they would understand what renewal means in their life that they would have a sense that uh, Jesus is real and, uh, and, and he makes a difference in their daily lives. So be a part of praying. 
You know, we also have our Global Impact Focus and Prayer um, times. And next Sunday after church at the night time at 6.30 will be our next time. So if you are a person of prayer and would love to come and hear more specifics as well, next Sunday um, after the 5 p.m. service will be our next Global Impact Focus and Prayer. And there'll be some more, um, more there for you to pray on as well. So come join us. But I'd be amiss not to mention as well, for some of us here, we do sit here with a lot of stuff. Some of you I know already sponsor children, but perhaps you've never thought of sponsoring a child or perhaps you feel that our family has enough space for another one. Please consider that today. Um, Rodney will be out in the foyer after our service this morning and he's got children from Indonesia available. And I'd really encourage you that if that's something you feel that you can commit to each month, um, like Rodney said, not just a financial commitment, but to take the time to encourage a child across the world through some uh, through your letters and, and things like that, then please take that on board today. Um, there are some really gorgeous looking kids out there and if you go and, and, and stop there, you'll be, uh, you'll be drawn in. Uh, we were chatting earlier about a gorgeous little boy there with a little bow tie on. He's very adorable so um so please go and visit Rodney and if that's your next step today can I encourage you to do that it's a really um challenging uh and encouraging thing to be a part of and you know as a church I would hope in the in the year or two to come that we might be able to do a a short-term trip to Indonesia um where compassion can take us and we can do a field trip um and who knows you might be able to go and actually visit and meet um your sponsored child and that would be a really powerful thing the last trip we did to Indonesia I was able to meet a little girl there who needed sponsoring and um, our family had already decided we would add another child to our um, list so it was really beautiful to be able to meet her and uh, say that we would sponsor her. And uh, now as those letters come, it's actually really lovely because uh, you, there's there's talk, we know that we've met each other. And it's still simple, she's only seven years old, but it's just wonderful to have had the privilege to actually have seen her face to face. And I would hope that would be the case for you as well if you could be there. So that's our compassion wrap this morning. I'm gonna just uh, stand and uh, I feel like we should pray, yeah? So why don't you join with me? And let's pray for this Compassion uh, Project that we sponsor in Malang. Let's pray for our own hearts and uh, thank God that we are able to join him in the renewal work he is busy doing. Phil reminded us this morning that Jesus is alive. And I love the thought that there's little children around the world that are going to know that today because of our faithfulness here. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. Father, I thank you that you see us here this morning. And Lord, I'm mindful that some of us sitting here, when we think about the idea of, of, of renewal or those relationships that we have, Father God, I know that there are people standing here right now who are very aware of their brokenness. And so, Father, I pray for them this morning that as we've talked about the hope you bring, I pray, Father, that hope would be very real in their lives as well this morning. Father, I thank you that in our weakness you are made strong. And Lord, we pray now for, for the Compassion Project in Malang that we are privileged to be able to partner with here at True North. Father, we thank you for the faithful volunteers and the faithful servants over there, Lord, who see the children in their community and want to make a difference. Father, we thank you that though we are so far away, Father, that we have the resource here that we can say, here, have some of what's been given to us. Take it, use it, bless your community. Father, we thank you for those mothers and babies who are coming into a church community. Father, I thank you for the hope they're able to experience. Lord, as the mothers have, have volunteers come alongside them and encourage them even as they breastfeed, encourage them to get on the floor and play with their children. Encourage them to value 
the child that God has brought along. Father, we pray that they would know your blessing. Lord, we thank you for the many lives that are going to be changed in that place. And Father, we may never see them, but yet, Lord, we know you're at work. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of partnering with you. Thank you, Father, that you are at work. Father, thank you for who you are and for what you're doing. And Lord, I thank you that you are not done yet. Praise you, God, for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.